Welcome to the Community Health Alliances podcast brought to you by Monarch Healthcare Management as a donation to Care Resource Connection. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm Steve Coring, Fire Chief for the City of St. Louis Park. And I'm Amy Looked, the CEO of Care Resource Connection. And in our ongoing discussions with uh, you, the podcast listeners today, we are kind of adding to our conversation around the care coordination model of, uh, of health care and community health. And we have with us uh, the care coordinator for the St. Louis Park Fire Department, Tanya Brooks. And uh, we're going to have her come in and share a little bit about her story and where she's thinks she's going with this career path and how she sees this as an important work. And then Amy, if uh, we can talk a little bit about how the care coordination process really is the secret sauce of how this all comes together for the Alliance. Absolutely. Tanya, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, my name is Tanya Brooks. And uh, let's see, uh, I started off at uh, Sunrise Senior Living and wore many hats on that. And then I worked my way to North Memorial and started off at um, clinic office assistant, checking in people, and then worked my way up to uh, referral coordination. And that's where I happened to meet the lovely Amy Butts. <laughs> and she found me and, um, from there, we, you know, we became good friends and she taught me a lot about um, care coordination and then how we both can work together and where we can help other people of need. And I guess that's where Amy actually saw who I really am and where I needed to be other than just be doing just referrals <laughs> and checking in people in clinics. So uh, from there, I've actually known her for a good nine, yeah, nine years. Nine years. Yeah, even though that she uh, went off and pursued her her dream that she <laughs> said she was going to do, and which I'm very very proud of you. And she found me. That's because God told her to come and rescue Tanya. <laughs> <laughs> And so, oh, Steve, Steve did too. Yeah, and Steve did too. That's where I met Steve, and he was like, "You're coming to work for me." <laughs> so, uh, I get a call from Amy, and she asked me if I would like to jo join her and the team for doing a care coordination. And then from there, that's where I'm taking off. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and this, this is... is my calling. Well, we're excited to have you on board, Tanya. I mean, it's it's an exciting time for our program, exciting time for the St. Louis Park Fire Department. Amy, you and I, we talk to a lot of fire chiefs, uh, fire departments, people who look at our work here in this city and say, how do you, you know, tell us how you do it, right? Everybody wants to create a, a, a pathway, an easy path to get to get to a solution. And really, there isn't an easy path. And particularly if you stay or don't follow this care coordination model. And Amy, maybe you can take it. This is something that Care Resource Connection developed. Mm -hmm. Maybe you can help our listeners understand a little bit about why Tanya's role is so important in the success of this program. Absolutely. Um, for the same reasons why I originally met her, 
she she truly believes that the the patient is the heart of of the organization no matter where where it is she's working and she brings that and everywhere she goes, you know, watching her at North Memorial, people would line up to come and see her. And it was just listening to how she connected to the patients. And she brings that to the fire department. And what's nice about her coming back to the fire department is she's able to go there now and at shift change and, and have those conversations and they're getting to know her. And in the beginning, you know, as, as we always say, the fire, it's always starts with the firefighter themselves making the referral. They see what's going on on the 911 call, but that care coordination model that we developed is really the secret sauce. You need to have someone that's able to take the information from the crews, hear them, gather that information, and then be able to reach back to the patient and find those gaps, find what's going on, really do that connecting with the patient, those motivational interviewing conversations. Um, and from that interaction, be able to go back to the care team and put a plan together. And Tanya's done great, great work. The crews have seen it. Um, the, the patients themselves, the providers have reached back and said that they're, they're seeing the great work she's doing. And that's the piece that does not come from within the fire department. That's the piece. That's why Care Resource Connection and St. Louis Park Fire work so well together mm -hmm. because you need to have that piece. Um, and in the hopes with as other communities are looking at putting in um, part-time jobs or full-time jobs to have a community risk reduction person or community health person, you need to have this type of structure. You need to have this type of organization with, within a care coordination model because that's the only thing that's recognized within the care team and within the healthcare system itself. I think that, you know, what we know about the system, and I think, Tanya, you're probably learning this too and seeing it from a community-specific way, that there are a ton of resources in any given community and everybody wants to do good. They all want to help in some way, but there isn't a path to get them all working towards one common goal, right? They tend to be vertically kind of consumed by their own mission statement, by their own conversations they have within their own operating budgets about how we're going to solve the problem. And really the secret is, is that through care coordination, they are brought into the process in a way that matches up with their mission and then creates a sustainable solution for the patient. Going out and solving problems hit or miss by, you know, answering the call to bringing a bag of food to somebody or bringing a walker to somebody doesn't solve the problem. It just simply is a Band-Aid. And so, but without the without the involvement of the primary care team, without the involvement of the family, or even the patient who's in control of their own medical uh, care to buy into it, then it's not sustainable. And that I think that's the reason the care coordinator is so important because they really help reinforce and build trust in the resource pool that exists and how they deliver those resources to the patient. Agreed, agreed. So I think that's... When we look at the role of the care coordinator here, I think that's how we see your your role. And you're doing an amazing job of stepping into that and learning the ropes. And under Amy's tutelage, I think that's going to, it's just going to be an amazing thing here. 
But as we think about other fire, other fire departments and other organizations who are trying to figure out what we do here, and there's a number of people who ask the question all the time about, so chief, how do you, I mean, people don't see fire departments doing this work, right? This isn't something a traditional fire department does. But how do you think, how do you see the value of the fire department, the firefighters in kind of helping you do your job? They're actually, they're the first responders and they see more and they're in my eyes and where they can tell me the needs of that person, of the patient and where it helps me, where I can figure out what they need or at least give them, uh, you know, let them know that, hey, I'm here and that there's plans, other plans and so forth that they can help you and at no charge. And some people, you know, um, sometimes um, they get, you know, they can be a little afraid and uh, where are they thinking that they're, they're that they're being taken for granted and so forth. And um, it's where um, the fire department is there to actually help, you know, with that trust and where they can introduce me to them as well. Do you think, do you think, so no, that's a great, I think that's a great answer. I think, um, I think what I, what I hear you say is that the community trusts firefighters, mm-hmm. right? And so therefore it's easier for them to kind of sometimes share information with a firefighter that they may not share with someone else, which then makes it easier for you to do your job. But is that sure. kind of what you're saying? Right? Yes, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yes. I, we, we see the same thing. I mean, it's really, we talk about the trusted resource in the community, the fire service, the mm-hmm. fire department, um, but they have limits as to what they can do. They can deliver. They, their mission is to understand what's happening in the community from the perspective of the 911 call. But mm-hmm. after that, they really need other, somebody else to pick up the, to pick up the baton and kind of run forward with it to, to solve the problem. That's true. And uh, so I think that's the important role that the care coordinator has. And I, so when other communities are talking about how to do this work, um, it's hard to imagine a community talking about a community health alliance without engaging its fire department or its primary first response EMS provider, uh, because that's really where the rubber meets the road, right? That's where you see the the value. Yes, definitely. What are the patients that you're talking to? Just give me, obviously, um, can't share names, but just tell me a little bit about what you hear from from patients who are kind of being served by this program and that you've had the chance to be introduced to, where, where do you see, what are you hearing from them and how do they think of, what do they think about this work? Well, first they're surprised that they, there is a care coordinator within uh, the fire department and that we work with the community and that they love the whole ideal and that we care about them. And, uh, also where we can provide them more resources 
because basically some of the stuff that they they don't they don't know and it's for us to help them know that what's out there for them to you know for available mm -hmm. to them and also gain their trust and where they're comfortable with me to talk to you know to talk to me and let me know what their needs and wants are and where i can actually help them guide them to where the, their needs and wants are we've talked uh, in, in another podcast we talked with uh, the two community health workers uh, judith and malia and uh, tell us a little bit about how you see their role supporting your work as a care coordinator how does how does that how do the, the two kinds of resources uh, add up to a solution well working with them would actually help me a lot where i can have them more out in the field and they can be more introduced to people in the community and also help with different types of resources for the community. And then um, where I can also go out and find and find certain also also find other resources that can help them do their jobs as well. Um, so they're just, in a, they really make a great extension for yeah, you as would. a care coordinator, right? Because they, they, they think like a healthcare person, they, mm -hmm. they behave like that. And then they also understand your role as the care coordinator. Yes, they do. And I think it's really important to note too, that within this program, everyone has their scope. Mm -hmm. They have their boundaries. Judith talked about it in the last one, where even though the fire department's coming in and they're bringing the information for the 911 call, the information that they're bringing to you and you're prioritizing how to respond back, you know who to bring in within that care team. And you're a vital part of every single patient in this program. Yes. You're a vital part of their care team because mm -hmm. you are the eyes and the ears and you're reporting back what it is they're telling you, what it is we're seeing. Mm -hmm. And many times that narrative allows county state, um, e even the providers themselves and the social workers at the hospital and, and nursing homes to do what they need to do for the patients because they don't know what they don't know. That's true. And I, 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 I see, you know, before you came, trust me, I, I was doing that job and, and everything else. So it's really nice to be able to step away from that role and mm -hmm. know that you are the perfect person for this role. Bring in Malia, bring in Judith and have them not only just be the extension of yourself, but also be able to work within the communities that we're not able to access. That's true. And bring that in as well, because we have to be cognizant within um, our conversations and in, in bringing communities together that everyone needs to be at the table for those conversations. I know that, you know, one of the challenges of this work is the idea that nothing is solved quickly, right? These are oh, gosh, these no. are long term. These are long term discussions that firefighters uh, can bring a referral to the care coordinator, uh, but it could there could be a, uh, another half a dozen nine one one calls that occur before the solution actually gets you know created and and delivered. And I think I think people sometimes forget just how involved healthcare is and how complex delivering resources is and how important it is to recognize that patients have rights, mm -hmm. right? Patients have rights to make decisions. Mm -hmm. And unless though, unless that's 
unless that's been given over to someone else, we have to respect that. And, and sometimes it takes a little more time. And how do you work through that, that kind of patience level of, of trying to convince people to move down the path a little bit? And what are you learning about that? Well, first, I listen to, to them. And that's the big biggest thing, you know, listen and then follow up. And then where they, where you can actually engage with them and also relate to them of, you know, what they're going through and experience. And then, and then where you can build up trust with them, where they can feel comfortable to talk to you and not feel that someone's taking away something, you know, taking their independence away from them and let them know that, hey, you know, I'm here. I'm here to help you stay in your home where the situation doesn't get worse, where you can't stay in your home. Mm -hmm. So they tend to open up and they understand. And um, if you have a, fin a friendly voice and laugh with them when they laugh, they open up to you. They truly do. And they feel that you understand where they're coming from. They'll open up. I know we, Amy, you and I have had this conversation about a number of patients before we were able to bring Tanya's talents to the table. But I, I think that sometimes there's just a, they're very guarded, right? Because they do believe that mm -hmm. they don't know how to trust you. Yeah. You're probably trying to give them or move them in a direction that they're not really sure about. Mm -hmm. I think it, what we've learned, I think I've seen it happen over and over is that once they develop an understanding that you are working in their best interests, it becomes much easier for them and maybe even their family members to, to accept some of the realities that might be facing them as far as needing additional care, a change of living status, whatever those things are, right? Yes. So I think the work you do is important. The care coordinator's role is important that way. But it's also, I think what I always think is so amazing about a care coordinator is that they don't have to own it. They, they, they just need to pick the resource that actually can deliver the message that, that brings about the change, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that's kind of the secret to care coordination. Part of it, part of it. And I just want to just interject there that the role of the care coordinator is to gather the information, bring it back to the care team. The care team are the ones that make the decision. Mm -hmm. It is not the care coordinator. It is the care team themselves. We are bringing the information in. We're bringing that to them. And now because we do those 30, 60, 90, 120 day follow-ups, we, as that mandated reporter, we hold that care team accountable. That's the second piece of the secret sauce of the care coordination. Not only are we bringing that information to them, and now we're saying, here you go. We've done our job. Now it's your duty to act. And in 30 days, we come back and say to the patient, did they act? How'd that work out for you? Mm -hmm. And then we learn if there was a connection, if there was a disconnection, and we are the ones that come back into the scene and make sure that all those parties are, are connected again. And without having that initial 911 call referral from the crews mm -hmm. and sharing that narrative that they see and getting the authorization and buy-in from that patient, 
by you building that trust, building that relationship over the phone. Sometimes it's in their home and sending that off. And they know that it's going to their care team. Uh And that that's where that trust comes in because now you're part of something that they've already established. And then they know that they're going to want you to call back in 30 days to make sure they were helped. That is true. Yeah. It's not an easy job. And, you know, it took us, took us a little bit of time to identify how we wanted to integrate that into our operation here. Mm -hmm. Um, And a lot of trial and error, right, Amy? I mean, over the seven, seven, almost eight years, but, uh, but I think that's why it's so important that you make the right decisions. And we would stress to any community who's considering this work to, to take this position of care coordinator, Mm -hmm. very, very important, very, very important position. And, um, and as communities consider maybe how they even potentially share the resource across different community boundaries, you know, to be thinking about this community-specific challenges, the community-specific um, kind of social determinants, and and really think about what is the person who can deliver and can build that trust within the community, because mm-hmm. that's, uh, that's a big deal. And we are extremely proud of the <laughs> fact that you've you've picked us to share your talents with. And, uh, and I know Amy and I are very proud of the fact that you are, that you've gone as far as you have and that we think you're going to do well and do great things here with the fire department. Our staff has appreciated your, your immediate kind of understanding and engagement with them. And we just see that being a great team going forward. So welcome to the team. Thank you for the work you're doing, and the city of St. Louis Park welcomes and recognizes your contributions in so many different levels. So keep up the great things. Thank you. We appreciate you, Tanya. Thank you. And for our listeners, uh, this is something we'll come back and revisit again. Uh, Care coordination, I said, is an important component. So let's keep that on the table for discussion, and we'll, we'll bring up more feedback as we get it. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Please tune in next Wednesday, wherever you listen to your podcasts.